Welcome back to another episode of Within the Line Sports. Coming at you on Friday, January 21st, 2022. We are one week closer to the ultimate reckoning, which is no more football, which is sad for everyone. Um, one <laughs> round of playoff football in the books. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, I think is what they called it. Um, a lot of people trashing the seventh seed and, you know, the seventh seed even being there because there wasn't very many competitive games this weekend. Um, we'll touch on all the games. I'll ask you, Ty, what you think about the seventh seed. We could touch on that. And, of course, since we don't have our own teams to talk about, we're going to preview the NFL divisional round. We're going to make three picks either against the spread or against um, the point total. Tyler and I had a great combined week last week. We're going to brag about that. And uh, Edie and Woe as well for the wild card round. So going to be an NFL playoff yeah. packed episode. Let's talk some playoffs. Okay, Ty, so I see a lot of people, it's kind of taken over the narrative for the first round of the playoffs, is people don't like that the, the seventh seed. People are saying there's too many playoff teams. It wasn't competitive. To give some context, last year we had the Washington football team who lost only by eight to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it was one of those games where it's like the Bucks always felt in control. And then we had the Colts, which actually played a close game against the Buffalo Bills. However, this year uh, we had the Philadelphia Eagles, who were thoroughly blown out by the Bucks. I mean, they lost by 16, but it was 31 to 0 at some point. Um, they got two garbage time touchdowns. And then the Steelers Chiefs, which the Steelers actually in the beginning made it look a little bit scary for anyone that was backing the Chiefs. And then Patrick Mahomes threw five passing touchdowns in like three minutes of game time or whatever the crazy stat was. And it was 42 21. So I got to ask you, Ty, how do you feel about seven playoff teams? Mm, I think we just had the wrong seven seed. I. I think what we need to do is one through six is all all based on record. Seventh seed, you get a group of like four teams that are in the hunt, and then they just vote because the Chargers and Saints <laughs> would have been much more competitive. A fucking fan vote. <laughs> yeah, a fan vote, I, whatever. I Vote from all the teams who aren't in the playoffs of who they think the most competitive team is um, because we got the shitty seven seeds, and there could have been better seven seeds. Yeah, I mean, my my take on it is this, like, it's a two-year sample size, and last year wasn't even that bad. And was there some shitty seven seeds? Yeah, but instead of the Raiders and the Steelers, it should have been the Chargers and the Colts. Like, those are better teams, and they both just choked. Um, I'm just talking AFC. And then the NFC oh. side of things, if Jameis <laughs> doesn't tear his ACL, then, you know, you have the Saints as a wild card. It would be Saints and Niners would be the the two wild cards. Um, and the, the Cardinals, of course. I still don't think you guys would have won the division with Jameis. I know you think otherwise. Um, which would have been much better than the actual seventh seed we had of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but I, I just think it's one of those things. Every year there's – maybe not every year, but there's been – when there were six playoff teams, there was bad playoff teams. There was division winners that had, you know, were seven and nine. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I think part of it is, like, that seed, like, no matter what, you're going up against the, like, two seed. Like, whoever's the lowest seeded thing, like, you barely made it and you're going up against powerhouse. So, like, you're going to be underdogs no matter what. That's kind of the whole point of it is, like, yeah, maybe you aren't the best, but you still got a fucking chance. Maybe it's tough, but you still got a fucking chance. And, like, it, you know, small, like you said, small sample size, I think, in the future, we'll see more competitive seven seeds. Um, but, yeah, like you said, there's bad six seeds. Like, that's just the nature of being a low seed is you're going to go up against a really good team. And, like, yeah, most of the time the good team's going to win. That's how it should be. 
Yeah, and I, I need to correct myself. Uh, Washington actually was a higher seed than Tampa last year. They were a shitty division winner that was 7-9 and nine or whatever Washington finished last year, 8-8 eight and eight maybe. Uh, the seven seed was actually Chicago um, against your Saints last year in um, your guys' last playoff win, which was an ugly 21-9 to nine game where – you know, Mitchell Trubisky. So that doesn't help the seven seed talk. Um, now seeing this, how it is here, Ty baseball, obviously going throughout their strike and everything, the players and the owners are actually supposed to meet again on Monday. I believe I just read the report by Jeff, uh, pass, pass on passing. I think it's passing Jeff passing. Um, I always say pass on, um, you know, one of the things they've talked about that the owners want to see reportedly is seven playoff teams, pretty much copying the NFL format first seed gets a first round bye, and then you have the remaining six seeds playing a three game series like the NLDS. And then you get down to the NLCS and the ALCS. Um, well, no, it wouldn't even be that there would, I, I, so I think it'd be three, five, seven. I think that's the logic. There would be a three game series for seeds two through seven of the NLDS then would technically be the five game series with the four teams remaining. And then the, the NLCS, whatever. How would you feel about that in baseball? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it in football. I'm fine with it in baseball. Um, I feel like especially in baseball, like a team just got to get hot. Like the Washington Nationals were not the best team in baseball when they won the World Series. Like a team just got to get hot in baseball. So, well, um, you can say the Atlanta Braves weren't the best team in baseball. They just got fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm fine with that. The more people in the playoffs in baseball, I think the more chaos it'll create and it'll be fun, fun TV. Yeah, and I like it. I mean, as someone who – was a wild card. I mean, not personally, but whose team was a wild card last year, a 106 win wild card. And <laughs> who, someone who's had their team be the number one seed. I like it better that way. I, I would much rather, you know, even if the Dodgers win 103 games, like, yeah, they're going into a three game series. I could be like, well, it sucks. If it was the old format, it'd be the NLDS, but like, oh, well, you know, like, but they also have the first seed to strive for. And then we will see, you know, we won't see the Dodgers lose fucking 13 games in a row like they did in 2017 because, you know, they had the playoffs locked up. There's something to play for. You get that by um, pitchers resting. That's super important in baseball. So I'm for it. I hope they do it. I don't know how the players feel about it. Um, it's more money, more money for everyone involved. I mean, it's millionaires arguing with billionaires. So I just hope we actually get baseball. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good starting point. Let's just hope we play games. Yeah. I don't care how many teams we play. You could just you could just give me a three team playoff. You could just give me the divisions. I, I don't care um, as long as we get baseball. Um, with that being said, my ED player of the week is MLB and MLB Players Union. Just kidding. Um, my ED player of the week tie is Mike McCarthy. Not a player. He's a coach. Oh. Mike McCarthy. I wrote down in my notes. He is the ED player of the week for being the only thing holding back the Dallas Cowboys. Um, on paper, I made this case way early in the season that you can make similar comparisons between them and the Chiefs. And, like, if you look at it, talent-wise, Dak play, struggled a little bit down the stretch, wasn't great in this game against the 49ers. However, he's still a top-10 quarterback. He's good enough to win a Super Bowl. Um, Zeke's not who he used to be, but the combo of mm -hmm. Zeke and Pollard is still good at running back. Like, you can't refute that. They had Amari Cooper. They had CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup got hurt, but, I mean, even Cooper and Lamb is still a lot more. Then they had that uh, Wilson guy, Jeff Wilson, I think is his name, um, who was just catching passes. They have a good offensive line. It's not as good as it used to be, but it's still, you know, above league average. And then they finally have playmakers on defense. I mean, they they have Diggs who had 11 picks. Granted, his coverage stats are really, really bad, and it's like his picks are kind of masking that, but he still gets picks. He has, they have Michael Parsons. They have uh, Demarcus Lawrence. They have all these freaking studs on the defensive side of the ball, and they just they, they lost an ugly game, and it just feels like – and it all came down to that quarterback sneak with 18 seconds left, and they're blaming the refs. But it's like, how do you call a QB sneak there, man? I, I don't get it. I, Mike McCarthy, he's a bad head coach. 
he lucked into that, you know, he coached for Aaron Rodgers. He won a Super Bowl 12 years ago, and then that gave him job security for almost a decade. And he hasn't done anything with the Cowboys. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, he is a shit coach. I'm, I'm not going to dispute you there. Um, that Dallas team we were saying early on in the season, like, they for real, like, were a fucking Super Bowl contender. Um, so, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm, Mike McCarthy's a shit coach. I can get behind that. Okay, well, what you might not be able to get behind, Ty, have you seen the spec? I mean, it's happened before. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not. I'm just, you know, poking fun at the bear here, the bear being you. Um, Sean Payton ties to Dallas, and now there's more speculation. I don't, you know, that they might trade a pick for him. I, I don't know what his contract's like. I don't know the NFL, like, logistics of, I don't think you can just steal a coach. But I, I did read something today. And it wasn't like a full report. It was more just kind of like it was some reporter being like, hmm, you know, maybe. Um, but, like, is any part of you worried about Sean Payton going to the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, there's been talks of it before. Um, I'm He loves the Saints. He's he's fucking – he's the Saints through and through. If he leaves, he leaves, but I don't think it's going to happen. Worst I case... think the fucking Cowboys would be incredible with him as a coach, oh, though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Worst case scenario for Tyler, Sean Payton goes to the Cowboys. Your defensive coordinator gets hired, even though he's, I don't think he's getting interviews, which he should for being a head coach. Um, your defensive coordinator gets hired as a head coach. Jameis doesn't resign. Someone else signs him, and you guys draft Kenny Pickett in the first round. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a nightmare scenario there. <laughs> and then Kenny There's Pickett no defense. gets hurt, and you have to start Ian Book again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I might just not watch football if that happens. You could come over to the Chargers, my guy. Um, we'll always welcome you. Um, that brings me to my, whoa, watch out for that guy. Maybe someone who could be a future saint. I don't know. Probably not because your cap situation. Odell Beckham Jr. tie. Four receptions, Ooh. 54 yards, one touchdown, uh, one-on-one passing, 40 yards. Not huge numbers, but I always like to make a point with these with these selections. My point being is Odell has had one of the best – I don't want to call it a career resurgence because his career wasn't over, but his value when he got released by the Browns was like – at an all-time low for his career and he's has proven in his time with the Rams that like no it really was Baker Mayfield like it wasn't me like is he a top 10 receiver no but like is he someone who's a team is probably going to pay fucking 10 to 12 million dollars in the offseason probably um and we see it every year man we with these playoff teams um last year with the Bucks uh they they picked up Leonard Fournette in free agency after the Jags released him and everyone was like oh Leonard Fournette washed up I remember writing an article about I wanted the Chargers to sign him people were saying no and Leonard Fournette didn't have a huge year but he was playoff Lenny and he got hot when it matters and I feel like we see this every year it doesn't necessarily have to be the Super Bowl winning team there's always that flyer guy who turns into an impact player the Chiefs wanted to be Josh Gordon it's not but there's always that one guy and I think Odell is that guy this year yeah, that's a great segue into my will watch out for that guy guy of the week because it's also Odell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked he looked incredible. Like uh, again, the stats aren't like in, like they don't jump off the page, but yeah, just the season finishing up and even early on with Matthew Stafford, like there was some miscommunication and they've been building that chemistry and having him with Cup, like those two are having fucking they look great on the Rams and you know despite Matthew Stafford wanting to throw interceptions and not be good. They're holding him up. <laughs> yeah, Matt Stafford hasn't been the best. Um, and even better, he's being a good teammate. I mean, Cooper Cup's getting the lion's share of targets. You know, they're running the ball, everything. Odell's not seeing the ball that much, but he's making the most of it. And he seems to be a good teammate. All his guys love him. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting yeah, I, to see where he goes. No, 100%. He was four for four. He got targeted four times, caught all four of them. Um, you know, and for, you know, a quote-unquote star wide receiver to only get four targets, like, 
you would expect him to be bitching. But no, they got a good playoff win. Um, he threw a fucking bomb, and it looked great. And he's he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch again. Odell's one of those guys where, like, when he's good and, like, he is on TV on a good team, like, that's good for football. Yeah. He's a star-wide receiver. He's one of those diva receivers who, like, enjoys the spotlight. So having him actually perform well is good for football. Yeah, I'd take him on the Chargers if Mike Williams leaves and we don't land any of these other guys. I'd, I'd sign him to a one- to two-year deal, um, depending on the price. I mean, if he wants 15 targets a game, he can go to the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, my EV player of the week, and I was surprised you didn't go this direction, it's Kyler. It was very obviously Kyler. I, I almost did. Um, um, I thought you were going to pick him. That's why I picked Mike McCarthy. Yeah, no, it's it was the most obvious pick ever. It took me two seconds. 19, 19 for 34, 137 yards, two interceptions, <laughs> including one of the worst pick sixes in playoff history. It was a Carson Wentz pick six. But yeah, it was disgusting. Uh, it was it was just, he didn't know what he was doing. He was embarrassed. He just flailed the ball up in the end zone, and the guy just took two steps and had a pick six. <laughs> Kyler, he's weird because at his best, he's a top six to seven to eight quarterback, like, the last two years, I mean, the first six weeks of the year, everyone's like, oh, Kyler MVP, here we go. And then he fell off because he got hurt. But that's what's weird about him is because, like, he's so good to start these years. And at his best, he's so good. But the last two years, he's kind of sputtered down the stretch. And he's just a guy, as talented as he is, Ty, out of all the top 10 quarterbacks, like, if any of them in the top 10, and I'm down 14 with a quarter left to play. Like, I, I don't want – Kyler's the last guy I'd pick because in that game, he was just, like, defeated, man, like, early on. Like, there was still a chance, and it happened at the end of the year. I mean, I watched all of the Cardinals-Colts game. It happened. Um, they beat the Cowboys. They lost to the Seahawks. They lost to Detroit. Um, they got blown out in that game. They lost to the Rams earlier this year. Um, I don't. There's something about him, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just being a young quarterback, but he seems to give up too easy. Yeah, going off of that, there's a great clip going around of Tony Romo um, in the booth saying, like, if I'm Kyler, I'm on the sidelines telling him we still got a chance, we still got a chance, and then it cuts to Kyler just sitting moping on the bench. That was um, actually uh, Russell Wilson on the Manning cast. Oh, was it? Yeah, because it was ESPN. Yeah, because it was ESPN, and Russell Wilson was the guest. Uh, okay, well, well, you know, ignoring the fact that I was wrong. It's fantastic. <laughs> he's just he's – just, like, he's just sitting there all sad and like, damn, I fucking suck. And it's like, yeah, you, you kind of do right now. And it's crazy because, like you said, like, the beginning of the season, he's MVP. Like, the season ends in fucking six weeks. He's MVP fucking unanimously. Yeah. Um, It's just weird how he just gets worse and worse as the season progresses. You flip that around, he's like a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback. If he's shit to start the season and plays great down the stretch, like, that's fucking awesome. But he just, he can't compete consistently through a full season possibly the worst quarterback affected by the extra game in the season yeah i mean that's a that's a that's like a first take headline um but that i mean like a talking point they would have but i mean you're kind of right and it's, <laughs> he's small 510 um yeah and he, he's a mobile quarterback and like we've seen with lamar already man lamar's in year three year four and he's already breaking down kyler's even smaller yeah, especially yeah especially with him being undersized as a mobile quarterback like He's going to take hits, and it, it is not going to be good as he gets older and he's undersized and tries to be mobile. And, I mean, in this game, he didn't rush for shit. He didn't do anything. He was just sitting in the pocket getting hit and throwing interceptions. Um, so it's weird. Like, he obviously is very talented, but I don't know. Maybe the Oakland A's, maybe he gives a try. Maybe he goes to baseball. <laughs> Retires. Goes and plays some baseball. Um, <laughs> so we touched on the Rams-Cardinals game, and we touched on the – 
Dallas 49ers game with our two EDs and woes. We could run through the games real quickly. I'm sure everyone listening watched them or at least knows what happened. Bengals Raiders. Um, I had Raiders, so I was in Vegas for like a day and a half, and my dad wanted to do a crazy like six-leg parlay. Um, we would have lost anyways because he felt very strongly about Cowboys minus three, even though I wanted 49ers plus three. Um, but we lost right away because we had Raiders plus five and a half or plus six and a half. They end up losing by seven. Derek Carr throws a pick in the last play regulation. And my big takeaway was I tweeted on Bolt Beat. It's been like I tweeted the Raiders haven't won a playoff game since 2002. And so many Raider fans in my mentions. So many, man. It was just so fun trolling them. <laughs> yeah, they're the seventh seed that shouldn't be there. They're the reason this conversation happened. They were the sixth seed. They're about to get a playoff <laughs> spot taken away. Oh, fuck, that's right. Well, they should have been the seventh seed. <laughs> um, yeah, they were And bad. then they're, they're, they're well, as the sixth seed, they're about to make us lose the seventh seed as a nation. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just, <laughs> it sucks the Chargers fucking choked against them. Absolutely sucks. Um, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what the Raiders do. And all the Raider fans coming into my DMs that were like, and not my DMs, but my mentions, like, where's your Super Bowls, everything. And the Raiders haven't won a Super Bowl in 40 years. And a lot of these guys looked like they were like, 23 i was like okay man like because you know what that super bowl feels like (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic um the next game bills just shit pumped the patriots um i think it's safe to say the best offensive performance of all time um considering the bills didn't punt didn't kick a field goal only scored touchdowns ty yeah i mean you get the ball you score a touchdown it's literally the best you can do yeah (laughs) um and it was i mean it was the perfect example mac jones didn't play great, but I thought he actually didn't look terrible in this game. He did throw two picks. One of them was really bad. But the thing with the Patriots, the whole postseason, um, you know, if they just got behind 14 or something, like, it was pretty much over because they were a team that was defense, run the ball, clock control, and they got down 14, and it was really over. Like, it wasn't even close, man, and it, it just shows, you know, Patriots, they're a classic peak-too-early team. We got to take notes. I kind of Bill Simmons does this thing called the playoff manifesto. He like writes down a bunch of betting rules for the playoffs that he's noticed. And I kind of want to copy him with my own. And number one is like, don't pick or maybe pick against the peak too early team. And there's, there's two examples. You could, you could peak early, like peak, like week 14, 15. I think sometimes those you might want to stay away from in terms of betting against them, but the Patriots and the Cardinals, the Cardinals peaked in October, the Patriots peaked in November and they haven't been good down the stretch and they both got killed. So I, I need to write that down in my notes for next playoffs. That's fair. Um, I think the most impressive part of this is scoring nothing but touchdowns against Bill Belichick in the playoffs. Yeah, that can't be. That can't be. Like we can't overlook the fact that Bill Belichick just got shit pumped by Josh Allen. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eagles Bucks. I mean, we touched on it already. The Bucks blew him out. This game was never close. Jalen Hurts is so bad. He's so bad. If Minshew was in this game, it would have been closer. They would have covered. Minshew covers hundred percent. You would have lost Hurts, your pick. I, I would have, but it's fine. <laughs> um yeah man i just hope we don't see tom brady win another super bowl um what else was there i'm missing one of them my Steelers chiefs up. oh steelers chiefs yeah i kind of touched on that chiefs blew him out steelers made it close in the beginning um and then the chiefs just fucking ran away with it um and then 49ers cowboys we touched on because mike mccarthy i just want to say the 49ers like jimmy g's gonna hold him back naturally but when the 49ers i think the 49ers have the best first drive offense in the nfl like when they can script the entire drive, it looks fucking good, Ty. Oh yeah, no, they're they're a great coach team. Jimmy G is the perfect game manager, so when he knows exactly what he has to do, it's great. When he has to make decisions on his own, maybe maybe not as great. Um, <laughs> but 
yeah, I mean, they played really, really good. Um, obviously, they had a big win against the Rams to get here and then, you know, show up and knock out Dallas in the first round. Um, Dal- uh, just while we're here, Dak now has the same uh, postseason record as Tony Romo through the first four uh, playoff games. What is that, like Any one comments? three? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. As much attention as the Cowboys get, man, I was looking at their playoff history. They haven't made the NFC Championship since, like, 1995. I think they won the Super Bowl that year, or they made it pretty far. That's, what, 35 years? No, not that much. We're not that old. 27 years since, you know, they've made the the NFC Championship. Chargers have only made one in that same time frame, but Chargers aren't talked about like the Cowboys. I mean, it's just crazy. Cowboys are fucking, you know, quote-unquote America's team, and they're just so uncompetitive in the playoffs. It's not even like... You know, like, AFC teams have a little bit of excuse because the Patriots just dominated and were always in the AFC Championship, and now it looks like the Chiefs are going to be that, where half of the AFC Championship is always, you know, filled in. But, like, the NFC, there's been so many different teams that have been, you know, going in, going out, and it's just like, nah, the Cowboys just fucking, you know, couldn't get it done with Romo, sucked for a little bit. Well, Dak actually came in right away, but they don't make sense. They don't make any sense. Um, That being said, we both won that game. I picked San Francisco plus three. That covered. You picked the under of 51. That covered. And we got to pat ourselves on the back, Ty. You more so, a little bit more than me. Um, Undefeated podcast week for us. The first time ever, as far as I'm concerned. We have our 2020 picks. That didn't happen at all last year. Uh, We did it the year before. Actually, no, yeah, it didn't happen at all last year. I don't think it happened the year before because this is our third year doing this. But, I I mean, it's historic, man. I went 2-0-1. I did have a push on the Tampa Bay Philly under 46 because of a two-point conversion. And yeah. you went three zero. So congrats, Ty. Pat yourself on the back. I am. I am patting myself on the back. Um, I'm playing. I'm playing great to finish the season. And the fact that you had no losses and still lost half a unit or a full unit on me is it's kind of upsetting. I, I I would feel upset if I were you. I'm actually not because you had a three zero week and like nothing I can say. But I mean, the sin like some of them you could say oops uh, might have came down to the wire. Obviously, if the Raiders score a touchdown there, whatever. But like. Those were three solid picks, and you covered them. And I'm just happy I went 2-0-1 because early on, I was looking at KC, and I was like, fuck, I'm going to lose that. Um, Tampa Bay Philly, I weirdly always felt like I was going to cover. It was 31-0. I was like, this is in the bag. And then Philly just marches down the field for two touchdowns um, after not being able to move the ball all day. And then San Francisco plus three, like, even before the game, I was like, I was watching the Niners walk out and the Cowboys walk out, and I, I was like, I have it. I fucking have it. There was just that feeling about it, so – I don't know. I'm happy. I'm happy I went 2-0-1. Uh, we had a good week. Almost all – I picked the only dog to cover of the week. And, um, yeah, I'm just hoping I could parlay that into next week and you hopefully struggle a little bit. Or this week, I Well, say. let's talk about the games this week then, Jay. Okay, odds courtesy of win bet. You – we cannot overlap for this uh, championship round. We eventually will be over to overlap. Um, so I'm assuming since you have the choice, you want to go first since you could still block me out of some picks. Correct. All right. Well – What's your first overall pick? Odds, courtesy of win bet. Are we not? Are we not doing no preview? Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Ty. You're right. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals in Tennessee minus three and a half. The Titans are favored. One eighty-five money line favorites. The Titans are. I don't know. I never say that. I don't know why I did. Over under of forty-seven points. Derrick Henry is expected to play, and um, two ugly markets. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Yeah, this makes sense. Like these teams are competitive and fun, but these are the two teams that get the Saturday morning game. Um, yeah. That's just that's gonna that's gonna happen no matter what. Um, this this really is gonna come down to how healthy Derrick Henry is. 
if Derrick Henry's healthy, they're going to cover by a lot. Also, which offense shows up by the Bengals? Yeah. Bengals can put up 42 or they can put up 17. Um, I should correct myself a little bit. Derrick Henry actually isn't for sure going to play. He uh, he passes the test. ESPN headline says passes test with contact practice. That was a day ago. And then seven hours ago, uh, Mike Vrabel said they're going to decide on him on Friday. So the fact that it's coming down to the wire, even if he plays, kind of tells me he might not be 100%. Now, is that a we had a bye week, we can make it seem like he's not going to play so they aren't expecting him fully. They have to spend some of their time game planning for as if we don't have him and then surprise Derrick Henry's here. I don't know. You talk about questionable quarterback lines. This is a this fits the billing just because um, he is his impact. He is their quarterback just in terms of impact. Um, so maybe you're going to jump all over this because this is questionable running back line. <laughs> That's I love questionable quarterback lines. I've never dabbled in questionable running back lines. Um, we'll see if I go there this week. <laughs> um, I also, my logic here, like, the over-under, I'm probably going to stay away no matter what. But, like, I feel like it's either going to cover by 20 points either direction. Like, it's not going to be close. I, I feel It's either going to be, like, a 20-7 a to 7 game where it's just ugly and the Titans beat, you know, beat them out or whatever. Or it's, like, a shootout and it's, like, 35-28. I just – I don't think it's going to be close to 47 if that makes sense. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm with you there. Like, they could have set this line anywhere. And I still wouldn't know which direction to go because I feel like it's still a, just a 50 50 chance. Yeah. Like th- sure. this line could have been 37 or 57. I'd be like, well, maybe. <laughs> um, next up in Lambeau, Saturday night, San Francisco 49ers. They are six point dogs, Packers six point favorites, over under 47 and a half. This line opened at, I believe, four points, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it has moved in favor of the Packers. Uh, my Super Bowl winning prediction from before the season. Um, haven't seen them in a little bit. Lambo field weather looking at Saturday night, actually not looking too bad. We're it's looking like nine degrees. Pretty good for Lambo. Oh, that's, that's toasty. You come in the fucking cutoffs. Nine um, degrees, nine miles an hour wind. <laughs> yeah. I'm, the Niners are frisky and that yeah, like they're, they're the team. Everyone is like high on right now. I still don't know if they're good though. I said this mid season. I'll say it again. I still don't know if they're good. What is it going to take um, for you to know whether or not they're good? I don't think anything. I don't think there's any way I can know if they're good. Even if they win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I will still be I'll still be cautious. <laughs> cautious of what? <laughs> calling them good. I'll be cautious of calling them good. I don't know if they're a good team. All right, fair. I mean, you're you're committing to it, so that's fair. Um yeah, so this is a big test uh this week for can't beat a good team twice. Earlier this season, Green Bay Packers beat the San Francisco 49ers um last second field goal. However, that's a weird one because the Niners really should have won that game. They were up with 30 seconds left, and Aaron Rodgers just did his thing, no timeouts, and drove down the field and kicked a field goal to win by two. So maybe you could make the case 49ers should have won the first matchup and can't beat a good team twice. They're not going to be able to be in that position again. Or you could say maybe you don't think the Niners are a good team. If you're Tyler, you're not sure. Or the Niners could shock the world. I really don't know. Yeah, I mean, this – this feels like it should be the Niner or the Packers all the way. I mean, there's a reason it's the biggest spread of the week, but it, we'll see. I I like Green Bay. I do like them, but I don't know. <laughs> also, no opinion on this over under. Um, maybe I go with it, but I it's it's down the list on my picks. Playing mind games, I like it. Next up, another can't beat a good team twice narrative game. Los Angeles Rams in Tampa Bay. It's noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Tom Brady time. 
right before dinner time for him. He eats dinner at 4 o'clock. Um, not a night game. I'm starting to think the NFL scripted not giving Brady these night games. Um, oh, they know. They know. <laughs> he, he put in a he put in a message. He sent an email. <laughs> um, two and a half point favorites the Bucks are. Over under 47 and a half. The Rams beat the Bucks in, I believe, week three, was it? Whatever it was, they I'm pretty sure they killed him. I know Matt Stafford, that was like his best game of the year. He had like four touchdowns, a bunch of yards. It was 34-24. Uh, Stafford, 343, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, Brady had 40, 432 yards that game, one touchdown. So, again, it's going to be a test. Yeah, this is going to be the uh, Bucks defense. So, the Bucks defense can make Matthew Stafford look like shit, which teams have been doing. Um, it's very possible. Um, this this is effortless game for Tom Brady, but it just depends on which Rams quarterback shows up. Yeah, I think Matthew Stafford struggles. You give Ob- Odell, um, he gets put under center for a little while. <laughs> um, it's weird looking back at this game. I don't remember exactly what happened in the flow of the game. Maybe maybe I might watch all the the YouTube recaps. They're usually like fifteen minutes just to you know get up to speed on these can't beat a good team twice games. But the Bucks, the Rams didn't score till the second quarter. And the Bucks, they could, they didn't run the ball. Ty, their leading rusher that game was Brady, three for fourteen. Ronald Jones, five for eleven. Leonard Fournette, four for eight. Chris Godwin, one for two with a touchdown. Ironically, um, they didn't run the ball at all. But they didn't. The Rams didn't score. It's not like they went down early. That could change in this matchup. No, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot from that first matchup that they learn. Um, also, shout out Bruce Arians for hitting a player and getting fined. He hit a player. <laughs> you didn't see that? No. Yeah, Cam Wolver was like yelling at someone, like hit him in the fucking helmet and got fined ten grand. Damn, that's pretty sick. Um, final game of the weekend. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Never mind. Disregard. Continue. Final game of the weekend. Sunday. No, no, no. Okay. no disregard. Continue. Just fucking say it. I, I thought Odell was in Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say revenge game, but then I was like, no, wait, that's the other diva quarterback. Final game of the weekend. A quarterback wide receiver. I'm <laughs> fucked up. Chiefs Bills. Chiefs are at home. 3.30 on Sunday. No Sunday night. Chiefs are one and a half point favorites. This opened at three. It's moved a point and a half towards the Bills. Over under of 54. That's a lot. Um, That's a significant amount of points. The Bills beat the Chiefs earlier this season. They played week four. It was the same week the Chargers played the Rams. It was a weird game. It was a rain game. There was like a two-hour rain delay. And then the Bills came out afterwards and just were the better team. 38-20. Wasn't close. Patrick Mahomes, that's when he was going through it. Um, and obviously the Bills are everyone's favorite team right now because they just dropped 47 on Bill Belichick. Yeah, they looked great. Um, but this is a big time. Like, did they use all their points too early? Yes, that's classic sports fan thinking. You can't score all your points in one game. No, you got to save some for the next game. You sit Josh Allen after you score like five touchdowns in a row. That being said, the Chiefs only scored five points less than them. That's true. So, ooh, okay. Okay, no, I know what to take away from this. <laughs> um, I'm just over under a 54. Like, if we see the two offenses we saw last week, like, could this hit 100? Probably not, but that'd be sick. <laughs> well, oh, it was, it was Rams Chiefs that almost hit 100 like two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like in the making of that. Or it's the classic everyone talks about how you know amazing offensive game this is going to be in prime time, and it ends up being 17 to 10. Yeah, just real shit, ugly performance by both quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Rams-Chiefs did hit 100. It was 54-51. to 51. That's a lot of points. I didn't watch that game. I was actually – I was in San Diego seeing Wicked when that game happened, so I did not get to watch it. Okay. Fun Fuck fact. Fuck yeah. 
That game fits my narrative of um, always choose the over when you have a chance because there's an infinite amount of points that can be scored. There is a floor on how many points can't be scored. Yeah, there's you're you're true, Ty. You're very correct there. Um, yeah, this you can only miss the under by 54 points in this game. You could hit the over by as many points as you'd like. Well, I mean, I, we could actually we should uh come up with a math equation where if like each team threw a, like just returned every kickoff for a touchdown, find the average time it takes to return a kick for a touchdown, and then calculate that with how much game time there is, and we could actually find the ceiling of points. Granted, it would be like 800, but we could find the theoretical ceiling. No, I'm just gonna go with infinite because <laughs> theoretically you could fair catch. Nothing but penalties drive down the field one second. Okay, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Which, so, I one guess second you're touchdown. using a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still. that would that, That's a lot of points, yeah. Um, first overall pick, though, Ty. You can block me out on one of these. Spread, over-under. You could pick any of those. You don't have to pick one of them. If you want to just go all over-unders, I'm not going to stop you. Um, what are you picking first overall, Ty? I like some games this week, so you better uh, be selective here. First overall pick. I'm going to go Green Bay minus six. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is not that good of a quarterback. And I just don't see Aaron Rodgers choking against the 49ers. Cause again, cause didn't you do that like two years ago? Am I wrong there? Two years ago, last year, not last year. Um, he did in the regular season. He lost to them last year. Um, he's not very good against the Niners for whatever reason. Yeah. He's going to fix that this week. Okay. That's my Super Bowl pick. So I hope you're right. My first overall pick Ty. How does the saying go? My friend. You can't beat a good team twice. The Buffalo Bills caught the Chiefs at the perfect time. They scored too many points in their first matchup against the Patriots. I have the Chiefs to win the AFC in the future. I'm riding with them. It's the Chiefs. I'm I'm at the when it's a point and a half, if I can get the Chiefs for less than the field goal in the playoffs, anything but the Super Bowl, I'm going to take it. Like at this point like I just feel like that is the smart investment to make and if I did that over the course of my life, I would be positive. Chiefs minus one and a half against the Buffalo Bills. Okay. All right. Um, good to know. Bills have been pretty hit and miss this year. They have. That is true. So have the Chiefs. Yeah, but their hit and miss came earlier. They've been rolling recently. They have been. But but they, they can stumble. They're due. They're due for a stumble. <laughs> oh, I love being a sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> my next pick, um, it, it wasn't on my board ahead of time. But I had an awakening while we were talking about these games. Oh, okay. It's Kansas City. It's Kansas City Buffalo under. Oh. They scored all their points last week. Oh, you're you're zagging from the public. Yeah, no, it's it's the under. They scored all their points last week. This is all the makings of a low scoring game. So thirty twenty seven would beat you, or twenty eight twenty seven. But thirty twenty seven. You don't think it's gonna be thirty twenty seven? No, I'm thinking I'm thinking twenty one twenty eight. Okay, that's. Right up there, but that's under. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter how close it is. It all that matters is it's under. Yeah, no, I feel real good about that. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm in, incl- I'm inclined to agree with you there. Although, I would be scared to pick it just because there is the chance it's 48-42, <laughs> and you're you're the there one is. guy who picked the under. But I respect it, Ty. I respect it. Everyone's gonna realize how smart I am after this. I'm just happy you didn't pick my second pick. As the saying goes, Ty, you can't beat a good team twice. I always, I would be such a fraud if I pounded this all season long, if I said that all season long and then didn't jump on the opportunity. I would rather lose with my philosophy than win without it. Tampa Bay minus two and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford, 
He was too good last week. He's not going to be the same guy this week. The Bucks are going to be able to run the ball early. They're going to be able to control the game. Stafford's going to have at least one ugly turnover, probably two. And I, I just, unfortunately, I like the Bucks over the Rams. And it's less than a field goal, so I'll take it. Yeah, I fucked up my picking, my, my picking strategy there. Um, I had an awakening, and I thought you were aware of that awakening, so you were going to jump on that under. That was my next pick. <laughs> um, it's fine. We're going to adapt and move on. But I do like the pick. Thanks, Ty. My third and final pick, Jay. I don't know what the fuck to do here. Good. I have an idea. It could fuck me. But you know what? This is the game that's going to get the most attention out of me. So I might as well I might as well just ride with it and choose the other side. Uh, Buffalo, plus one and a half. Oh, you're double dipping on the on the, the Chiefs-Bills game. Buffalo plus one and a half. Um, look, man, I feel like these are very good teams. And I feel like there's a 50-50 chance of either one of them winning. And that just means take the dog. Well, you kind of had to. It's as simple as that. Okay. I think this should have been a a money line game. Um, It should have been a pick And the fact that I'm getting an extra point and a half, I'll take it. All right. All right. Um, Now, do I pick Bengals-Titans just because so we can have one pick in all four games? I'm not going to do that. I mean, you could. I'm not. If I were, this is not my pick, but if I were to make a pick. I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards Bengals plus three and a half. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of Derrick Henry, but that's why I'm not picking it because the Bengals are just too volatile, and I just can't picture the Bengals in the the AFC Championship yet. Um, They're a year away, in my opinion. Which leads me to my third and final pick, Ty. You can't beat a good team twice. And while I think this team is going to lose, I think the game is going to be close. San Francisco plus six against the Green Bay Packers. Two head-to-heads. I'm riding can't beat a good team twice. I am riding it like a bull tie. All three of my picks are based off this premise. And this is the week where I I need to pull away. I'm down half a game. I'm down in the units department, so I I can't break the tie. I'm pretty much down one and a half. I got to go head-to-head on two of them. And I got to – my whole mindset as a gambler, got to find out if it's true in the playoffs. And I don't want to regret not picking it. Can't beat a good team twice. I might parlay these three. I don't know. Now, question. If you go 0-3 this week, does the can't beat a good team twice narrative die? It's dead. It's absolutely dead. I got to go 0-3. 1-2, I can finagle my way out of it. Like, I can come yeah. up with some BS ex- explanation. 0-3, it's dead. Okay, I respect that. As long as you're willing to put your body on the line and say, look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All right, how about this, Ty? I go 0-3, saying is dead. I go 3-0. I'm making two t-shirts. Can't beat a good team twice. Getting them printed for you and I. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll rock the fuck out of a can't beat a good team twice t-shirt. <laughs> Maybe we do a little branding. Maybe we throw our logo, logo on them, put them on the website. I'm fine with it. That's a great idea. <laughs> um, To recap, Tyler leading the pack. He's got Green Bay minus six, minus 105 odds. KC Buffalo under 54 points, minus 110 odds. Buffalo plus one and a half, minus 110 odds. I have KC minus one and a half, minus 110 odds. Tampa Bay minus two and a half at minus 120. And San Francisco plus six, minus 115. Ty, we only have, you know, six more bets to make after this. Four next week, two in the Super Bowl. Obviously, our prop bets that don't impact this whatsoever. Um, So I'm hoping to close the gap here. I'm starting to think the competition could be decided this week, especially with two head-to-head games. So good luck. I'm, I'm a good competitor. I want nothing but luck for you. And I hope I'm just the better man by half a point on each of those games. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm just looking at it. Very few picks left. Um, we're down to our final 
six. Yep. Six picks, including these. Um, no, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Final nine picks. I'm giving myself three losses the rest of the season. That's it. Okay. At worst, I go six and three to finish the year. At worst. God, I hope you go zero and three. <laughs> That's fine. If I go zero and three, that means I'm finishing the year six and zero. I like the declaration, Ty. I just, just last time I made a declaration when I was up after week fifteen, I ended up choking it away. So just, just be careful with your declarations. Yeah, your declaration was shit. Um, that's on you. This is my declaration. I, I de- I've never finished. What? I also declared I was going to go sixty-seven percent this year. So. <laughs> Oh, what was your other declaration? I thought that was your declaration. No, in week 15, I was bragging about how I pretty much had it in the bag. And, you know, I was up three games with three weeks left. And then I went 0-3 and you went 3-0. and And it was all of a sudden a ball game. How'd that ball game end? What? You said all of a sudden it was a ball game. Yeah. How'd that ball game end? I don't think it was a ball game. I won. Well, it all was of a sudden you lost. It was a ball game in week 16. And then you ended up pulling away. Okay, you get my point. Whatever. I'm looking forward to playoff football. Um, I wish our teams were in it. But it's fine. I'm not upset. I'm not bitter. I am. Um, but yeah, uh, I just, look, man, there's going to be some fun matchups. I'm excited to watch Aaron Rodgers kick some ass. I'm excited to watch Patrick Mahomes choke it away. And just be fun. You got anything else? I don't. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Mm-hmm.